This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new day here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and we are about to talk about some stuff from uh, all of my favorite made-for-TV romance movie networks. We talk about stuff from Hallmark Channel, GAC Family, and UpTV. And during Christmas time, we also tap into Lifetime, because, you know, they do some Christmas movies, too. So, you guys, first of all, I want to say thank you so much to everyone for the overwhelming outpouring of love support and encouragement in celebration of dear hallmark's one year anniversary i am super encouraged inspired i feel so loved just thank you guys so so much y'all are some clutch chocolate chip cookies and i love you guys thank you thank you thank you And shout out Cindy Busby, too. I love you, woman. Thank you, Tinkerbell. You're the best. So let's get into a little bit of Hallmark news. So last weekend was Christmas Con Pasadena, and Lacey Chabert was in attendance. She's been crowned the Queen of Christmas Con, Queen of Christmas. And so she did an article, I believe it was with People.com, if not TV Insider, So I apologize if the source name is incorrect. Um, And she touches on ever so briefly about crossword mysteries. And she says she's not sure she if if it's going to be renewed. She knows she loved the character. She loved the trajectory of her and Brennan's character's romance. And so um, she doesn't know, but she definitely would like to do some more is what I gathered from the article. Uh, I'll link the article in the show notes for you guys. But I think it's really hard to gauge where Hallmark is with our old tried and true mysteries. Because we've get, we've received so many new mysteries this year. And we're getting even more. Um, so they gave us another Aurora, right? And we received Color Murder, which was the first one of a new one. And then we received Curious Caterer Dying for Chocolate, which is the beginning of another one. And then we're getting another new one um, in September. They've announced it. They've released their September lineup. And Mallory Jansen is going to be the star of this one. If you're not familiar with Mallory, she was our leading lady in her pen pal and last summer's hit oh that movie was fantastic and her first hallmark movie was with tyler hines and on the 12th date of christmas um which premiered 2020 so i've been wanting and waiting to see her in some more hallmark stuff so i'm really excited to see her in a mystery capacity Her character is a private investigator, which I love. So she is going to be the detective. She is the, you know, like the quote unquote detective person in this. Um, I'm curious as to who her male lead will be. But I, I strongly feel like our 
our older, more established mystery series, a la Crossword, Martha's Vineyard, Mystery 101, I feel like those are gone. And they're trying to tell us something with the start of the fact that we only got one tried and true mystery. And we're now getting the start of all of these new mysteries. I'm thinking they want to do something different. Um, We've also been receiving a lot more dramas from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries this year. And I believe I mentioned this on the preview episode that I did with Chad for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. But with all of these dramas, why not put the dramas on the Hallmark Drama Channel? What is the Hallmark Drama Channel for but to show old, like, old TV shows. We if you want to refresh and revive Hallmark drama, put all these dramas on there. And then leave Hallmark movies and mysteries to the mysteries and and um give us some Christmas movies. And that's it. I I don't understand what's going on. I do, but I just don't want to accept it. I'm swimming in the river of denial. so really quick i want to start something new i want to start reading you guys's comments that you leave on the youtube channel or instagram about last week's movies that we that i talked about so for this week i'm going to be sourcing the comments from youtube and this is what you guys had to say about both splash of love and 14 love letters so let's start with splash of love Cindy commented, I really enjoyed the movie personally. That's life. People meet people who they click with better than the people that they are with. And she knew it from the start of the movie that original homeboy wasn't the one and was trying to end it when it wasn't working. I enjoyed the chemistry between the two leads and enjoyed the scene stealing humor from the boyfriend slash ex. I hope we see more from that actor in the future. He was great. I especially liked the quick wit between the leads and the corny jokes they knew were corny. And as someone who is wholly fascinated by whales and marine creatures in general, the imagery and actual detail that they went into about the orcas was great for me. And this is what Brenda Lewis had to say about A Splash of Love. Love the scenery and the storyline. I totally agree with you on her making eyes at him so soon into the movie, knowing she had a boyfriend at home. You are so right. You can't love someone in such a short period of time. They had good chemistry, but I did not like her silly, somewhat immature character. I liked Journey of My Heart better, but once again, she seemed to play that same type of character. Not a movie that I would probably watch again. Next, we have 14 Love Letters. This is what you guys had to say about the Hallmark Movies and Mystery movie last week, 14 Love Letters. Sharon Sharon Bobani said, I watched their Facebook Live interview and really liked them. Unfortunately, I couldn't finish watching the movie. If If it can't get my attention in 30 minutes, I'm not wasting my time to keep watching. Lastly, we have Cheryl Comrie. I was excited to watch this movie. However, I found myself becoming bored fast. I thought it it anticlimactic. R.E. Oh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the movie yet. 
I'm going to start over. I thought it anticlimactic, R.E., her mom and sister sending the 14 love letters. Initially, I thought the mom was not her biological mother, but it turns out she was. Confusing. I think Rhiannon Fish and Ben Hollingsworth had better chemistry than Vanessa and Franco. Kind of disappointed in this production. That's what you guys had to say about last week's movies. I look forward to seeing you guys' comments. Um, if you don't know already, I produce, not produce, but I do YouTube videos alongside the podcast episodes. So be sure to subscribe to the Dear Hallmark YouTube channel. You're normally getting my first impression, so my first take, my first everything about the film with the YouTube video. And for the podcast, you're getting more in-depth, elaborate thoughts. I've had time to sit, marinate, and nurse with the movie. So... With that being said, let's take a a break. And when we come back, let's get into the movies that Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries gave to us this past weekend, which are Love in the Limelight and Big Sky River. So stay tuned. Welcome back, my friends. So let's start off with Hallmark Channel's movie, Love in the Limelight, which stars the Pena Vegas, uh, Carlos and Alexa. So the premise is we have Alexa's character, Summer. She works in HR at a university. And in her childhood, she had the biggest crush on this boy band, the Mendez Boys, which was a boy band of brothers. And one of them, Nick, played by Carlos She wrote a fan letter to him and he was touched by it and they began to write back and forth and writing turned into email, which turned into phone call, which turned into video. And this had been going on for 15 years. So she was a teenager when this started and now she's a full blown adult with a job with some benefits and they're still keeping in touch, but she's never told her dad. And But she told everybody else, which is hilarious to me. Um, But they've also never met in person. And so Nick is in this place in his career where he's washed up. Ain't nobody checking for him. And so his manager uh, gets gets him a gig at a venue in Salt Lake City, which is where Summer resides. That's where where she's based out of. And so he checks in with her and is like, yo, I'm going to be in Salt Lake City. Let's meet up. They meet up. I love that scene of when they first see each other in person. I think it's so beautiful. But I overall, you guys, this movie didn't do it for me, unfortunately. Um, The big thing with Summer was that she's an incredibly private person. However, Nick, being a celebrity, being in the media, she's not comfortable with them taking pictures together her being in the paparazzi and so on and so forth so there's this constant tug between the two of them of uh like him wanting to take things further her wanting to keep their relationship private not telling anybody and then involuntarily their news gets put out in the media because of paparazzi. Uh, they decide to embark on a dating relationship with one another. And she's just like, what is going on? Blah, blah, blah. And so whatever. There's just, <laughs> there's just a lot going on for me. And there was, it always felt like, 
I never felt like the movie got started anywhere. I felt like I was in a constant, comma, perpetual, comma, ongoing state of park. And we never went anywhere. Now, I know that this is based off of a true story. This guy, Willie Ames, this is how he met his wife. But that aside, I just think the way that the the like movie separately of it being based off of a true story i just don't think it went anywhere carlos and alexa we know that they are a married couple so you could tell that there was some comfort there there was already built-in chemistry it did it it didn't i didn't feel any what's the word i want to use i didn't feel any butterflies no pun intended to kayla and kevin Um, There were some flutters, again, with that first meeting scene, but I I still wasn't convinced that they that that they were giving me that first love vibe, because when they kissed, you could tell they were extremely comfortable with one another and you could tell their marriage was seeping through in some areas. So it it was it was yeah, it was just like, and I had high hopes for this movie. In the Hallmark Channel preview episode that Chad and I did um, that is exclusively on YouTube, he mentioned that some of the writers of this also wrote for some sitcoms. And then when I saw the sneak peek of them at the dinner table, I chuckled a little bit. So I thought, oh my gosh, this could really be funny. This could be comedic. I had high hopes for this, but unfortunately it just wasn't executed in a way that, that was enjoyable to me. But what was enjoyable was Summer's outfits. Can we talk about the wardrobe department really quick? Wardrobe has been killing it this year. I don't know who told them they can't style. Who said, who was hating on them that just lit a fire under them to just show people up? But my goodness, the wardrobe department in in Hallmark Channel land is killing it. Every outfit that Summer wore in this movie, I wanted. This is going, this is the second best dressed movie of the year. First one is Just One Kiss. Second is Love in the Limelight. Third is Lacey from The Wedding Veil regardless of how you feel about the wedding veil movie Lacey's dresses were exquisite and wardrobe has been stepping it up and i'm appreciative and i see y'all wardrobe I, you know what it's hard time I, I interview somebody from the wardrobe department i tbd tbd we gotta get it happening because i need to know what is in these people's brains the inner workings the mechanics the gears all of it because this is fantastic and I'm loving it also what I appreciated about love in the limelight I liked that her being Latina wasn't the storyline you know what I mean it wasn't the Latin culture wasn't a part of the plot it was just them being Latin living their lives it wasn't a thing and I really appreciated that that we were just seeing a story told you know, a regular story told, and it just so happens that it happened with a Latin family. I appreciated that. I really, really appreciated that. That being said, this movie gets 2.75 crowns from me. I'm sorry. I know. I know. So I, I, um, I published the review of this on YouTube earlier, 
then I'm recording this right now. So I was able to catch some, catch some of the comments, um, both on Instagram and on YouTube. And some people enjoyed this movie. So, I mean, this is why we're here. We, we different strokes for different folks, you know? So yeah, I'm going to give this movie 2.75 crowns. And this is not a good start for Hallmark's Fall into Love. Can we just... Speaking of which, you're saying this lineup is Fall into Love. You're giving me pumpkin spice lattes. You're giving me leaves. You're giving me an orange and, and, and brown and red aesthetic. You're giving me cozy, chunky wetter, uh, sweaters and uh, chunky boots. But guess what? Not a leaf, not a pumpkin pie, not an orange, not a red, not a brown to be found in this movie. I'm saying they need to stop playing with my emotions. Remember, I told y'all we were clearing our heart in Christmas in July and I was going in with an open conscience conscience with these August movies. But I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of you saying that you're doing seasonal movies and then not delivering. Just don't even do it. Just don't even call it fall into love. Call it something else. Like, I love what Up TV is doing. Their theme for August, and I'm getting ahead of myself because I was going to talk about this at the end, but I'll talk about it a little bit now. Up TV's, uh, Up TV's theme for August is Love 101, which I think is so cute. It is basically all of the movies are school themed. So whether we're in college or high school whether we're a parent of someone in, in school, we're a teacher. Each of the movies have something to, as, like school is involved in some way. And I love that. I think that is genius. Hallmark trying to get fall popping early and then not delivering on the fall. Which is hilarious because Up TV's movie last Sunday, which aired the same weekend that Love in the Limelight and Big Sky River did, The Attraction Test, had autumnal feels. It was set in autumn, but autumn wasn't the focus of the story. And I loved it. That is what I'm talking. That is what I'm talking about. And can I take a quick aside to talk about the attraction test? Can I take a quick aside to say that the attraction test is the best up TV movie that I've seen this year? The wit, the quickness, the banter, the enemies to lovers, everything about it. The it it it, it, it was perfect. It was perfect. I don't know what we give up TV movies because I don't know their logo. Do we give them balloons for up? <laughs> do we do, do we do that? Can I give them five blue balloons? Because that movie was perfect. I need you guys to check it out. It should be re-airing this Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Set your DVRs. Watch the attraction test. You will not be disappointed. And it was made known to me that the leading guy in this movie actually played the bartender restaurant owner from Love Under the Olive Tree. The one that Benjamin Hollingsworth's character, that was who he was friendly with throughout the movie. So, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. You guys, we're going to take a micro break. And then when I come back, we are going to get into the Hallmark movies and mystery movies starring Kevin Smith and Emmanuel Vosier, titled Big Sky River. All right, let's get into Big Sky River. So Big Sky River came to us Sunday night at nine, starring Kevin Smith, who's no stranger to us. He's from One Calls the Heart and a slew of other movies. 
and Emmanuel Vosier, who is not a stranger, but we haven't seen her in a while. So this movie is a is first of all, I want to say that it is based off of a book, and the book is a part of a series. And this book is number Big Sky River specifically is number three in the series. And the series isn't written, excuse me, <laughs> the series isn't written chronologically. So there's nothing about the characters in books one or two that we won't find out in book three and vice versa. It's kind of a one-off. Each book deals with a different person. And I'm curious as to why they decided to choose the third book. That's a question I would want to ask to whoever wrote the screenplay. Hmm. So we have Tara Kendall. She is a divorced uh, teacher or she works for like the teachers union or something like that. She lives in New York City and she still has a great relationship with her ex-husband's daughter. It is not her biological daughter. However, her ex-husband's daughter was so little when Tara and him got married that 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 Tara is the only mom that the little girl knows and she's a teenager now and Tara loves to ride so the the little girl picked up on that as well and she begins to ride with Tara and we find that Tara is taking a summer to go to Parable Montana this is a place she used to visit when she was a child and she just needs to get away. It's been a year and a half since her divorce with her ex-husband James and she just needs to get out of Dodge. Y'all, oh gosh. This movie was brilliant. It was perfect. It was a story. It was everything that I needed. This is the Hallmark movies and mysteries that I know and love. I don't know what 14 Love Letters was, but let's just delete that from the record and just... And just start afresh. Because this is what I'm talking about. This was grown. This was mature. We were communicative with our feelings. We expressed how like. We were open. And honest. And vulnerable. And we we felt it. I love this movie. This movie is perfect. My gosh. This movie is perfect you guys. If you haven't seen it yet. You're doing yourself a disservice at this point. And I'm for sure it's going to air at some point throughout the week, definitely the weekend before the new movie that's going to be coming on this Sunday. But let's get into some particulars. So Kevin Smith's character is Boone Taylor, Sheriff Boone Taylor. He lives right next to where the house that Tara is renting for the summer and they get friendly. He has two boys of his own. And you can tell off the bat that he's feeling her. Even with, ooh, ooh, this scene right here. One of two of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. She goes to the saloon where, you know, to listen to music. And her and Sheriff are dancing. And then a slow, a slow dance starts. And you can tell he's, like, nervous to ask her. Like, Kevin, you better kill it, sir. You killed it. He he was oh gosh he was able to show so much complexity and depth and <sighs> sir you just killed this role. He asked her to dance to the slow song and she just wasn't ready to do that so she declined. He was disappointed. He went to the bar, and they let that moment breathe. They didn't cut to another scene. They they let that moment breathe. His disappointment. Her 
thinking? Like, what am I feeling in this moment? Her listening to the words of the song, relating it to her own life. And then them sharing a glance, her behind her shoulder, him behind his as he's at the bar looking at each other. You're wondering, what the heck are they thinking right now? My gosh, that was brilliant. 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 The scenery in this movie was drop-dead gorgeous. Within the first 10 minutes, maybe even 12, I sat there thinking, wow, I love movies. There's something so special about this movie that it sips like a, a, a long, a beautiful glass of lemonade. It's slow in the best way. This movie is a slow dance. This movie is one beautiful sway. And I enjoyed it. My second favorite scene was another breathable moment. Tara was having problems with her water. She was trying to fill... It's the outside water, I should say, not her plumbing inside her house. But she was, I think she was trying to fill up water for the chickens or something. And so she called over Sheriff Boone. He came over. He found what the issue was. And it was, you know, there was some mud and he got a little dirty. So she invited him in, gave him a towel to clean off. They're looking at each other, getting closer and closer and closer. And then they kiss. And after they kiss, they touch each, like their foreheads touch, but he's still holding her face in his hands. And they begin to dance. They begin to sway with one another. And I'm just now getting it as I'm talking that this is the slow dance that they didn't do in the beginning. And it was, they were letting that moment breathe. What do, what are they feeling after they just, they've just kissed one another? What is, go, what is going through their minds and their hearts? Y'all, this movie was grown. This was a grown folks movie and I loved every minute of it. Another beautiful, cute, this one was more cute. This scene Tara is sitting outside, looking up at the stars, you know, just being in the outside air. She can see from across the way how Sheriff Boone's house is set up. She can see him outside, too. He's sitting outside on his porch, just, you know, taking in the night air. And they see each other. They wave. And then her phone rings. And then she answers it. And it's him think that's so cute and they begin talking on the phone as they're looking at each other across the way because the the land that they're on is is large so it's not like you know looking across the street in the city you know what I mean like they there there's some yardage between them you know but I just think that that scene was so cute mm. You guys, I really think you need to watch this movie. 
I, I'm debating whether or not to put it as number one in my Hallmark Movies and Mysteries ranking. Because in terms of quality of movie, then this is number one. But in terms of what hit me and what I'm connected to, then the presence of love has it for me because of the study of literature and being in England. That's something that's incredibly personal for me. So... But man, oh man, you guys, you need to watch Big Sky River. You need to watch Big Sky River. That's all I'm going to say. So you guys are going to take another micro break and we're going to close it. We're going to close this out. We are going to close out this episode. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining me on this, on this, in this, with this being here. <laughs> Just thank you for hanging out with me with this episode of Dear Hallmark. We have four movies coming on this weekend, you guys. They are they are keeping us busy over here. Okay, so on Saturday we have. Hall, from Hallmark Channel, we have Romance and Style, starring Benjamin Hollingsworth and J.C. Elliott, coming on at 8. And what they're quoting as saying, by popular demand, GAC, they were originally going to start showing their movies on the 20th with Retreat in Paradise or Retreat to Paradise. They are now bumping up the premiere date to this weekend. So GAC will be premiering Retreat to Paradise at 8 p.m. The same time as Romance in Style. So I am going to DVR that one. And um, at some point in the near to not so near future, we'll see (laughs) when I'll be able to watch it. So, And then on Sunday... Up TV is giving us the second movie in their Love 101 lineup with Love Game Match at 7 p.m., which is incredibly and eerily similar to a Hallmark movie that's called Game Set Love that will be premiering the following weekend on Hallmark Channel. However, this Up TV's tennis movie deals with, um, I think, like a tennis coach at a high school or something. Whereas the Hallmark one deals with tennis professionals. So that that is a big difference to note. It's just that the titles are similar. So, so yes, UpTV is bringing us Love Game Match at 7 p.m. And then Hallmark Movies and Mysteries has Our Journey Ahead starring, starring Holly Robinson-Pete at 9 p.m. So again, on Saturday, Hallmark Romance and Style at 8 And this is all Eastern Standard Time, you guys. Hallmark has Romance in Style at 8. GAC has Retreat to Paradise at 8. And then on Sunday, Up TV has Love Game Match at 7 p.m. And then Hallmark Movies and Mysteries has Our Journey Ahead at 9 p.m. Well, you guys, again, thank you so much. For more on Dear Hallmark, be sure to check out the website, www.dearhallmark.com. I love it so much. I'm so happy that the website is finally out. Um, the, the website is, oh, man, I'm just so proud of it. I'm super proud of it. So 
there's a space where you're able to look at the books that I've written and published. And I'm also doing what's called the DH Collection. And it's under storytelling on the website where I'll be putting up short stories and flash fiction as well as poetry. So you guys can have um, a space to escape through small musings of literature. <laughs> if you, I need to write that down. Um, and there's also playlists that you guys can listen to to set the atmosphere for whatever mood you might be in. And we also have book club, which book club will be Thursday, August 11th at 7.30 p.m. on and in the Facebook group. So if you haven't already, first be sure to like the Dear Hallmark Facebook page and follow the page. And then once you do that, be sure to join the book club group. The essence of our book club is that we read books that the Hallmark movies are based off of. So we're going to be starting with the Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe, which inspired the movie The Irresistible Blueberry Farm, which stars Allison Sweeney and Mark Lucas. So again, there'll be a link in the show notes for you to join that book club group. And if you miss it, it's okay. Just uh, watch the replay. With During the book club, I'm going to be announcing what our next book is going to be and then the date of the next book club meeting as well. So you guys, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to uh, subscribe to Dear Hallmark on YouTube. Be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. And with that, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.